We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Good afternoon. You are tuned and listening in to the last of the Woman to Woman show during 2020. And I wish you all a very, very happy Christmas. And we're going to make the very best of it. And it's all about the food and the family. And we'll all make the very best of this Christmas. And um, I just want to put out an announcement that there is an Arctic lorry broken down on the Dublin Road roundabout. And um, so just... And it's, traffic is building up right down to McDonald's here on the um, on the Ring Road. So I'd like to thank Don Devlin for the wonderful music that he's played all through 2020 because Don actually plays all the music that I grew up with and I danced and boogied away with as a young teenager and into my early 20s. So thank you so much, Don, and we wish you a wonderful Christmas, Don. And I know Don's going to be working over Christmas, so let's all just... Thank everybody, all the everybody who's working over Christmas and the frontline workers over Christmas, like in the hospitality, and everybody down there in the Kilford Arms and Glendine Inn. We wish you a wonderful Christmas. I'd also like to thank all the frontline workers who have been keeping us all going and sane and all especially the teachers let's give a real good you know thumbs up and a clap and a, just a real warm say welcome to all the teachers who are all out there in the frontline workers and putting you know keeping all our children educated and that is key is that keeping the children educated and to the fr- the teachers out there thank you so much for being such wonderful frontline workers during this covid season and because it, it means so much to everybody that the children are education education is key to all the nurses to all the hse workers to the doctors to the cleaners in the hospitals to the radiographers to the porters and I, i'm going to miss somebody out so i won't name everybody but to all the people working out in st luke's kilcreen and to um all the all the HSE workers and, and healthcare workers, to all the people that who are on standby, and, and to the defence forces, to the Angada Shukana, to everybody who will be working over the Christmas period and who have kept us all safe and well um, during this 2020 year. We will not forget 2020. So we have a lovely show for you today, and uh, Mick Cummings suggested I should put somebody one of my favourite interviews, and which is one of the most popular interviews down there this year which was my Fitzpatrick so we're going to be uh, talking to playing a pre-record of um, my Fitzpatrick um, coming up this, af- this, mo- this afternoon and then I'll be talking to Adina from the Kilkenny Salt Therapy at the end of the show but to kick things off just before I actually play one of my one-time uh, favourite Christmas songs with the help of uh, Don Devlin reminding me of all my songs that I used to love. Um, we also have another lovely, beautiful Christmas hamper to give away from the Purple Cloud. 
So again, I'm going to keep it very simple. Who are the owners of the Purple Cloud and or, and where are they based? So the first one in with an answer to that, who owns, first name will do, doesn't have to be. So it can be who are the owners of Purple Cloud and where are they based? I mean, it's an amazing hamper. It's like a really big hamper. So look it's a beautiful it's a lovely gift and you know what it might be just a gift that you might want to keep for yourself so a lovely christmas hamper from the purple cloud and i, I would like to thank um ian and adena from uh purple cloud i'd like to thank you for your gifts that we've been giving away this year and um for the purple cloud hamper because so many people have just loved it i also like to thank the sponsors of the woman to woman show and that is wana wana and adina and uh, before that though i'm going to kick off with one of my favorite christmas songs is wham and last christmas Uh, that's one of my favourite songs. I know it's a bit of a sad song, but I have so many fond memories with all my friends with Wham. And I was about 18, I think 18 or 19 when Wham came out, so it's one of my favourites. Now we are going to celebrate um, one of Kilkenny's favourite ladies is Mary Fitzpatrick. And I interviewed Mary a couple of weeks ago, and with popular demand, people have asked me to replay it. So here it is. I will treat for you with one of Kilkenny's local favourite ladies. I am here with the very, very well-known, well-respected and very much appreciated citizen of our Kilkenny who is, who is known as not just a community activist and politician and one of the three f- former mayors of our city and that is Mary Fitzpatrick. But we're talking today to the Mary Fitzpatrick, the mother and the woman. And this October is Cancer Awareness Month. What well, we spoke to Catherine Peacock. We spoke to Catherine Peacock um, last week. This week we are speaking to one of Kilkenny's very favourite ladies and that is Mary Fitzpatrick. Mary, thank you so much indeed for taking the time to talk to us on the Woman to Woman show this week. You're very welcome, Roisin. Anything I can do to help. Mary, as you know, October is um, Cancer Awareness Month and you have yourself been living with cancer the last two years uh, since August 2018. So I thank you for sharing us your your life uh, experiences and your thoughts and feelings on cancer and maybe your what you have to say will inspire, motivate many, many women and not just the women but the family members of any woman who's living with cancer or maybe waiting on results or maybe just about to be told, have been told recently that they may have been living with cancer. Mary, can you tell us maybe even when and where and how you found out that you um, had breast cancer? Well, Roisin, in June of 2018, I got my usual letter to go and have my mammogram out of Kilcreen. And uh, I went out and uh, I had my mammogram. And uh, I spoke to the lady that was behind the counter and I said, I was outside for five minutes and I was wondering why... I thought you were closed, and she said to me, Miss Fitzpatrick, she said, some people don't even turn up, which I couldn't believe. But anyway, I went along, I had the mammogram, and came home, got on with my daily days, and a letter appeared in the door, one particular Tuesday, that was, uh, for to know, would I go to Dublin, uh, up to meet a Professor Kell, and uh, to have another mammogram? And I said I would, and I contacted my 
children. I have five children and uh, I contacted, of course, the eldest one first and uh, sure, it's like letting the, the telephone off the hook because she contacted the others and uh, the panic began for them but not for me. I, one of them drove me up, Nicola drove me up as far as I can remember and we went up to the matter and we met this Professor Kell. We had another mammogram done and uh, we were brought in then to the office where he was sitting and he explained to me, he said, you have a number of lumps inside your breast. And I said, okay. And he said, I would like to do some tests. And he said, preferably today, if you had the time. I said, yes, I was going for it. So they prepared me, gave me the, uh, an anesthetic and that, and uh, took a piece away from each, each lump that I had. I had three or four of them. And again, I came home and exactly a week after we were sent for to come back up again. And I will never forget that day as long as I live. I was sitting in the chair and I had two of my daughters were with me. And he asked me how I was feeling and how I was keeping and all that. I said, I'm fine, I'm in good humor. Was I sore? No, none of the soreness or anything. And he said, I'm sorry to have to say to you, I'm going to have to take your breast. And I remember looking at him and saying, are you serious? I said, uh, you can't be serious. I said, you can't do this to me. And he leaned across and he patted me on the hand and he said, Mrs. Fitzpatrick, your, bre your breast is full of cancer. I have to remove it. I heard no more. I just, I didn't hear a thing. I, I went wherever zone I went into and my daughters kept saying, now, Mammy, listen to what he's saying to you. I wasn't interested in hearing what he had to say to me. So eventually, anyway, that was on a Thursday and I was to go back up on the following Friday for to have pre-ops and get the usual tests and all done. So I came home, I didn't sleep a wink. Uh, I was walking around the house here all night and I kept saying, God, all night, why me? How did this happen? I'm, you know, and, and did I do this? Did I? I was questioning myself. Couldn't get any answers. Went up the following week and spent a whole day up getting pre-ops, getting ready. And he said to me, I'd like you to come in on Monday morning. He said, and I'd like you to be in for seven o'clock in the morning. And he said, I'll, uh, we'll operate that day. He said, it's vital that I go in there straight away. So, of course, we agreed. I couldn't talk about it. I just couldn't talk my family about it. I was just in shock. Uh, I have a couple of really, really good supportive friends. I spoke to them. I cried in front of them. I, I, they were wonderful. Wonderful people. So it went up. You know, the, the girls wanted to go up and stay in a hotel the night before. <laughs> and uh, I said, indeed, we will not. I, I'm not paying for a hotel and I wouldn't get any breakfast the next morning. <laughs> and I said, I'm not paying out good money like that. We'll travel up. So we left at three o'clock in the morning. And uh, we took our time going along and uh, we got to the hospital and I went in. I remember them getting me ready for the theatre and I, the news was on the radio and I said, I'll get the weather now. And I, as I was being wheeled into the theatre, 
and I could see all these young faces looking at me as I would have seen them as young lads. Mm. And I said, remember saying to one young fellow, are you qualified doctor? Oh, yeah, <laughs> he said, yes. God, I said, you're very young. And I knew nothing then. I was gone. That was this. Until I came back. Oh, I, I had made the girls promise that they'd make sure I was awake before they came home. You know, so. Yeah. And came back up and came around us about, I'd say it was about two, half past two. And the two of them were beside the bed. And I said, am I okay? And they said, yes, you are. Are you comfortable? Is there anything I can get you? And I said, get me a mug of tea. I signed <laughs> for a mug of tea. <laughs> so they did. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, look what I came around that night. And being the person that I am, I suppose, I had said that they assign a nurse to you for the first 24 hours. Right. And um, I said, look, I need to go out to use the bathroom. Oh, no, he said, I'll get you the bed and you will not. I said, I'm going out to the bathroom. And I got out of the bed and he helped me. It was a male nurse I had out to the bathroom and helped me back in again. And I was slowly getting independent then from, from there on in. And... Um, the professor came around then that night and uh, he told me that he felt he got it all and that um, there would be some treatments then after that. So I stayed up there then for two days after that and then I said to him, look, I'm going home. And he said, no, you have to stay seven days. I said, no. I said, uh, if you keep me here seven days, I said, you'd be bringing me up to Mount Joy. I wouldn't be able for this lying around. Yes. And um, I can't concentrate on the reading or anything. So he asked me, was there somebody living at home with him? And I told him I had a house full of them. And uh, so he contacted them and he said, look, she wants to go home. Will somebody be there? Yes, there was no problem. So I came home with all these tubes and things hanging out of me. And they were wonderful. They changed them and uh, looked after me. Looked after me really too well. Because, again, I don't like... I just like to do things my own way. And once I was near the electric kettle, that's all I wanted. To be up near the electric kettle and have the books and sit in the kitchen with the fire going and, you know. So that brought me right into the, oh God, right into the middle of September. I had been going up and down. And then he decided uh, he was going to send me to Waterford for some treatments. And uh, I said, oh, God, I don't know. I said, uh, do I need it? I said, I'm feeling good. My appetite was back. And uh, I was moving around the house here, okay. And uh, he said, well, maybe we'll try you with tablets. There's a special tablet. And I said, look, I'll try that rather than be going in and off of machines and things. So he did. Made me very, very sick very extremely sick for the first couple of weeks really sick and weak and tired and uh, it was a matter of just getting getting my body used to it and uh, I always said it's like drinking oil out, out of an oil can that they put on the side of a gate or something it was once it would go to your stomach so then my own doctor who was amazing as well uh, he said well look eat something in the morning, have your porridge or whatever and have the tablet and then finish off your breakfast and see what that helps. So it's after taking quite a while 
but I have been up and down now since and sadly now at the moment I have more lumps in my other breast but I'm not having an operation now this year or possibly next year uh, because I've had three already this year um, I had been in I got a portion of the bowel removed and then I got ovaries and womb removed so it's, it's too many anaesthetics in one year and then I'm under strong medication as well so that's where I am at the moment um, I'm on the medication uh, I'm trying to stay as positive as I can and there are days I am down but I ha- I'm blessed with the good family that I have and the good friends that I have uh, that keeps me going and um, the, 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 the doctor Dr. Richard O'Carroll here is, is an amazing man down there in, in Johns Green um, he, he I, I, I can't praise him enough or I can't praise even the chemist over in the new park uh, shopping centre you know for to get the medication because sometimes it can be quite difficult for to get that medication but they'd always send for it a month in advance for me the way I could have it you know so they were they're wonderful they were wonderful as well but um, that's where I am now at the moment Roisin uh, staying as positive as I can and that's what you know I, I, I'm curious to find out because you are a very strong independent woman and and you know that your character so th- this is why you're so upbeat can you tell us you know you know uh, you said earlier on that you went when they told you that you had cancer like that was all you heard in that space of, of them couple of minutes what was going through your head when you didn't hear anything else no my head was just numb uh, I, co- I wasn't even thinking. I, I, I think I was just in shock. Complete shock. Um, and he spoke to to, to two girls now. He did speak to them uh, fairly in-depth. Now, he's a very upfront, professional, honest man. You know, he's not going to hide things from you. And he would just tell you out straight, you know, this is what you need to have done, but this is what we're going to do and we're going to try this and we're going to try that you know and he's he's there for you 100% but as for thinking I didn't think and I don't think I came home because I wouldn't be a great person for Dublin I always find it very difficult to breathe up there and I wait until I come within the borders of Harlow and to Kenny to let down the windows and then I came around mm-hmm. And I said, what was he saying? I didn't hear a thing. And then they were explaining it to me. And while one, one, one of the girls is very, um, by the book, the Sergeant Major. The other <laughs> I'm one lady, of them. <laughs> <laughs> the other lady is, is, is completely opposite. Uh, you know, she, um, and I suppose it's the areas of work. One does accountancy and the other is a psychotherapist. You know, such such a, a contrast between the two, because one kept saying to me, "You'll do as you're told now." Whereas the other lady was was trying to say, "Well, now, mammy, this is what's going to happen, and this is what we need to do, and you know, we're going to be here for you, and we're going to fight this together." You know, and even though they were upset, because when I came home, then the other three were here on the floor, and through the minute I walked in, they started crying. And I said to him, look, there's no need for all this wine. And I said, I'm not able for it. I said, somebody make me a good big mug of tea there. 
I said, and um, we just have to get on with it. And that's the way I looked at it, but when in my own private moments, I was terrified. And what was going on in them um, private moments? What were you thinking and what were you feeling? I was thinking, you know, is this it? Is this, this, this going to be the end of me here now? You know, there's so much I would like to do and there's so much I want to do. And I thought, I'd have grandchildren, you know, and I'd love to see them growing up. That's one part of my mind. And there's still things I haven't done that I want to do. I love traveling. I, if I had the money tomorrow, I'd buy a house in France and I would live over there. I love that country, whatever it is about it. But, but the feeling of being alone, you're on your own with this, mm. was there as well. Um, you know, it, it, this is it. Um, it could be gone in six months' time. It could be gone in three months' time. But then I was saying, sure, I could be gone in an hour if I was gone out in the car. You know, uh, I could have an accident. Uh, so I stopped thinking like that. But that would only come to me at night when I'd be lying in the room. You know, and uh, I'd have the radio on or I'd have a television on. Or uh, another person I used to listen to quite a bit was, um, she lives out there in Tolerone, um Deirdre Hennessy, I don't know whether you have heard of her, she does an awful amount of relaxation methods and um, all of that. And she has some amazing little uh, CDs out. And uh, I would listen to her in the middle of the night for to help me to wind down, to relax, to stop the brain from overreacting. So I found that wonderful as well. And uh, as I say, my friends were, were, were great. Well, we're just going to have to go for a quick commercial break, but my, we're still going to be talking to you after the break. And what I'm curious to know, because I'm sure that you will agree, is it's very hard for the children because they're so used to you being, as you were the, the mother, the, the lone parent that brought them up, the strong, independent. And they were so used to you being the pillar of strength for them. So it must have been hard for them to actually think, oh my God, my mum is sick, my mum, because you are the heart of the family. And I'd be curious to find out, uh, you know, how you coped being the still the strong woman, but the same vulnerable mother, and how your children reacted to that after the break. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And as many of the Woman to Woman show listeners are aware that this is Cancer Awareness Month and for the last two weeks we are focusing on cancer and building awareness and speaking to two local Kilkenny inspirational women who have lived with cancer and one is uh, still living with cancer and that is our very own former mayor and Labour politician Mary Fitzpatrick. Mary, we were talking during the break about it was your private moments that you sort of went into the thoughts of this is it and and everything else but it must have been too with you being such the strong independent lady your children were always used to you being strong women so you know, how did you cope with staying strong and yet being vulnerable? And how did your children react to the news? Well, I suppose I, I, 
I'm a very strong independent person and I wouldn't be great to show weakness uh, when it would when I wouldn't be well and I wasn't well and I knew I wasn't well but they knew it also and each of them had a different uh, reaction to it even though they all came as a collective and were were very much overprotective I, I, I that was the way I would they were trying to show me and give me back a little bit of what I had given them but I could see it as oh my god they'll smother me here you know yes uh, some of them would be phoning twice a day there'd be someone always coming through the front door here uh, say, oh it's only me we only came to see how we are and all of that Um the eldest, the eldest lady wouldn't have been a great girl to talk it out. Uh, even though we do call her the sergeant major, <laughs> she she uh, wouldn't be great with her feelings. Whereas the next lady would, and she would sit and cry with you, as she would laugh with you. And then we have the twins, which again one was extremely academic and if it, the book didn't say it it didn't happen right. and she was trying to deal with with trying to show compassion and honor and she did try whereas the other lady would sit and cry and would or every time she'd look at me she was getting upset and it was affecting her quite a bit and then of course we have the junior bosses we call him here <laughs> uh, the silent man <laughs> um, very little would have been said there but he would have been shown concern uh, he would go up maybe and buy me a box of sweets or a bar of chocolate or something and that was his way uh, of doing it and we, came, we got through it we got through it uh, uh, when, when we came home we got through it and I had been well until that, that was August, I think it was following February that I ended up going back up again with a bowel problem. And uh, again, it was, I didn't have to go for treatment. I, I took the medication. And then last, this year, yeah, this year, uh, it was the ovaries and the womb that went. And right. I was extremely sick after that. I was very, very sick. I have to say now, I lay back in the bed and I said to the God in heaven, I said, if you're going to take me, take me. And if you're not, just make me strong and let me home. So, um, thank God, I was left home for another while. So, now <laughs> back up again and to discover I have three more lungs. But look, that is good. There's a reason for it all. There is a reason for it all. I don't know what the reason is, but there is a reason for it. And I am a great believer in the man above, you know, and uh, so there is a reason for it, and uh, I don't know what it is. And Mary, is it your strength and your determination, your tenacity, and, it, and your, your own, as you said, your faith keeps you strong? Well, my faith, I suppose, keeps me strong, but... but I mean, my mother was a very strong woman. Uh, 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 even in her upbringing uh, uh, with us as children, you know, 
she was a very strong she 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 was the sergeant major in that house you know sure my poor father used to say whatever your mother thinks <laughs> you know and uh, that's the way they operated and I mean through 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 watching her growing up and I mean things were very hard when we were growing up because um, she had to run the house uh, my father worked in the boot factory there and uh, at that time he cut might be only on three days a week you know and she had to manage on that but where the food came from I don't know but we were never hungry and we weren't let run the roads um, the girls were in at seven o'clock in the evening and the boys were brought in at eight now that was a bone of contention in our house mm-hmm. all the time while mm-hmm. the boys left out mm-hmm. and um you know, she was a very strong throughout our life and a guiding figure throughout our life. Just like you are. Well, possibly. Yeah, I think I would have inherited that uh, from her. But there was a side to her that was um, her, her, her showing of compassion to people uh, as well. You know, I mean, if, if neighbours, if they were struck, we had very little ourselves but everything was shared back then. Yes. Uh, there were wonderful, wonderful neighbours back then. And, um, you know, everything was shared and they were there for one another. Yes, it reminds me of when I grew up up in the Glen in Derry, it was exactly that. You know, and if you did give a mint on the road, if the neighbour came across you, you'd get a box in the back of the head as well, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember but, that. Uh, it was a community. Yeah. The, the community, we were brought up by the community as by well. By the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mary, you, you know, you, you've got this, still have three lumps in the other breast. Yes. What would your advice be to women now? My advice would be go and have your mammograms. Keep your appointments. Meet your doctors and specialists. It's so important. It's not going to go away by ignoring it. Take your medication. It's hard, it's difficult, but you can do it. And stop hosting pity parties. Mm. The one thing I don't like is being invited to a pity party where everyone is saying, oh, God help you, oh, God help you this and that. You know, that's a pity party to me. Get up off your backside, go out for a walk, go do something in the garden. Make things positive for yourself. Look out, listen to the birds in the summer. Uh, You know, and and meet the neighbours, say hello. But don't, don't stay in the house and have your own pity party. It's, it's not worth it. I want to, 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 to change things. Get up, get dressed and get outside. Because they, say, they yeah. say that is the best medicine of all, don't they? Oh, well, it, well, it is because if you, even at that time now, you could walk off down around John's. You're meeting people. Yes. You could sit there in John's Green on the seat. There's always someone passing by. You know, you can have a chat with. Uh, go to the supermarket. If you were never going to buy anything, you'd meet lots and lots of people. You know, so, I mean, and people are there for you. They mightn't know your story, which is okay, too. And, uh, uh, you know, you mightn't say anything to them about it. But um, it's, it's about meeting people and, and, and support. I have, I, had one, I have wonderful neighbours up here now as well. Uh, um, they're great neighbours which is very good we all check in on one another there now once the winter months are here 
you know, and um, so I, I, I'm blessed in a lot of ways. I am blessed in a lot of ways. And I think we're blessed, the, the, the communities and, and the people of Kilkenny, for having you as such a strong and dedicated community activist and local politician as well. Oh, thanks very much, Rosie. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's nice to look back, but that's all you can do is look mm. back. You can't go back. But you can look forward. You know, my granddaughter made her Holy Communion this year, and things like that upset me because I'm so happy for them. I'll have a grandson, please God, next year making his Holy Communion. I'm hoping to be around for that. I got a new grandson out there in Tullerone, uh, uh, Sam, Sam Ryan, and um, I'm amazed at him every time I look at him. There's a different change or he's doing more different. You know, and these are the beauties of the life that we have. And to appreciate them and to appreciate people and don't be so quick to condemn people. We don't know people's stories. Because the other side of that there is, when I hear, it, it angers me when I hear people saying, oh, she's an unmarried mother or she's on her own with those children. She must have done something to make him go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that really upsets me. And I know I get angry with people and I come across angry when they say that to me. But these people are doing the job of two. Yes. They're doing the job of two people. You know, and and I suppose now I can feel myself getting angry now this minute. <laughs> well, we're not going to uh, get you angry because we want to keep you... You know, yes. but, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much good things going on in the world. Lots of bad things, but some good things, a lot more good things. And as you say, that women, you know, as women, we have to keep up our health, women's health matters. It's important women's health and in 90% of cases in the home the woman is the boss. And the woman is the heart of the family. She is of course. She, children come in school, come in many right? The first question they ask is where's mammy? Yeah. And that's a, 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 a universal thing all over the world. Where's mammy? If she's not in the kitchen. You know and um that's why we need to be strong. We need to be together. And we need to convince ourselves to go for these tests and examinations. Because that sickness, that cancer is not going to go away and by the, not thinking about it. We all dread the mammograms. but And it is, you know, it's like a vulnerable just going in there and, you know, you know, taking off your, your clothes and your upper yeah. clothes. And it is... And I was terrified of the mammogram, Mary. I was, and um, but I was lucky. I got uh, during COVID, like I had emergency mammograms and stuff, and I had a brand new mammogram in Vincent's, and I worked it out. I couldn't tell you how long it took, but what I did work out was it. Um, it lasted. I said the hell Mary. You talk about faith. <laughs> I said the hell Mary, and by the time I got to Jesus, the pressure was lifted, and it was all over. So I don't know how long it takes me to pray and in the Hail Mary to get to the, the word Jesus. But, but as soon as I said Jesus, the, the mammogram, the pressure lifted. So it doesn't take that long. No, it doesn't. No, it only takes about 10 minutes. And the same with the smear test. Follow up on those smear tests. Yes. It's, that's another part of cancer that, that women are prone to get. You know, I, I mean, follow up on them. Don't be... Do, don't be embarrassed, don't be shy about it. Just go and have them done. 
you know, and have a clear mind, a clear conscience then after that. Yes. And that's, it's about health, keeping ourselves healthy, because if we can keep, life gets in the way and we have no control over what's going to happen. But we, can, we have control, like you've said, we've got control over our thoughts and how our approach to a health situation. Yeah, yeah, it's all about our approach, to be open and honest with yourself about it. And as, as well that you that you got comfort out of listening to Deirdre Hennessy's CDs. Oh yeah, she was. She's. I don't know. I don't know whether it's his her voice or what she's actually saying, but she gets into your head, and she just completely relaxes the person. And you you go with the breathing exercise for to, you know, because an anxiety attack is a very bad thing. I don't know. There's several people I know that suffer with anxiety attacks which are unbelievable because they're very like a heart attack. And uh, I know from, from my own experience in the early stages, I was getting them. Right. And uh, they wouldn't hit me until maybe about two or three o'clock in the morning. And they say, you know, oh, get up and uh, look around, find five things, uh, uh, listen to four sounds, try and listen to four sounds in the house, uh, tip three things like switches or whatever. You know, and go, walk your way down till you get to zero. But again, I got to zero. I was in the car and I was gone driving the ring road. You know, because I had the windows down. I couldn't breathe. My heart was racing. I always made my way out towards St. Luke's. I said, if that happens to me, will someone find me? But it was all anxiety over what was going on in my body. And I was letting my head take over. You know, so... Uh, these are all part of of, of, of of life, I suppose, and uh, you have to be resilient and you have to be tough and you have to be independent and strong as a woman and just get on with it. And that's something, Mary Fitzpatrick, that you would be known for as a strong, independent and straight-talking, honest woman. Thank you. <laughs> it's the truth, and, and I think that is, that's integrity. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. that is integrity and a woman living to her values and beliefs. Thank you. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, well, Mari, I really would like to thank you for take, for being so honest and so raw, because this was, is very raw and you're still, yes. you know, you, you have, as you said, you've got three lumps in your other breast now. And we want to wish you here at Community Radio, Kilkenny City, continued good health. And, you know, we're always here for you and everything else. And we wish you con- really, really a speedy recovery of what could happen for your breast too. And as God say, make you strong. Yes, oh, I will. And my, we're going to be doing a series of interviews with you as well in the next coming weeks. So we really do appreciate you speaking to us. And I know the listeners here in Community Radio are delighted to hear your voice on the radio. Oh, good. Good, good. Delighted to be back in some small way. Uh, Maya Fitzpatrick, former community activist, politician, and one of our very lucky for us as a community to have you as one of our three former mayors here in Kilkenny. And most of all, an inspirational woman and mother. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, Roisin. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Thank you, Mary. Indeed. God bless. Bye. 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 We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. 
And you are very welcome back to the Woman to Woman Show, this Woman to Woman Show before Christmas and the last one of 2020. I'd like to say, I uh, wish Kevin uh, Lafar a very happy Christmas and thank you for your Christmas wishes, Kevin. And the winner of our Purple Cloud um, hamper is Martina Malone. So Martina Malone, you're very welcome. You're, this is a beautiful, beautiful hamper for you. And Purple Cloud will deliver this to your door over the next couple of days. Uh, I would say tomorrow, between today and tomorrow. My next guest is at the sponsor of the Woman to Woman Show, and Adina is live on air. Adina, you're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman Show. Hi, Rasheen. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, Adina, thanks for mentioning earlier. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're very welcome, and thank you for sponsoring the Woman to Woman Show, because it's companies okay. like you who sponsor us that keep us going as well. Our pleasure. So you're going to tell me today about the different types of salt. So what are the different types of salt? Yes, Rasheen. So we all know salt is very important in our lives. And um, people back in the days used to get paid in salt. Uh, that's how important it was. Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's a crystal mineral made of two elements, sodium and chlorine, which are essential for um, our bodies as they help our brain and nerves send electrical impulses. So it's, it's a very um, essential element in our life. So, Dina, what will be the most popular types of salt? Um, salt comes in, my, uh, in many types, but um, um, most people are familiar with the regular table salt, um, not as much with the other types. So, just mention a few the rock salt, which is what we love the most here in Kilkenny Salt Therapy. Um, also known as highlight, it's a mineral formed from sodium chloride. This is formed by large lakes and seas drying up million years ago um, when there was no pollution. The rock salt is natural, it's unprocessed, um, and without any artificial iodinated. Most of the people are familiar with the Himalayan salt from uh, the pa- Pakistan yeah. and um, the mine salt, the grey or black rock salt mine, how, how we call it. We have the sea salt as well that comes straight from evaporated seawater. Um, it's usually unrefined and coarser green than the table salt. It also contains some of the minerals from um, where it was harvested. Um, we are not crazy about this type of salt, particularly because, unfortunately, in the latest years, the seas and oceans have become the rubbish of everyone, where tons of plastic float and implicitly in the water are to- toxic plastic particles, herbicides and pesticides and all kinds of chemicals, too. Um, so we, we much prefer the, the rock salt. I know. And Epsom salts are very good for you as well. There's another one that you mentioned earlier on to me, but Epsom yes. salts... Exactly. It's, it's a type of salt that um, is very familiar and often recommended for bath salts. But um, did you know that actually um, it's, it's not a, it's some salt is not a salt. It's a mineral found in, found in water that contains high level of magnesium and sulfate. Um, the crystals of this mineral reassemble those of the table salt, which is why it's called a salt. It has no um, sodium chloride and it's a chemically called magnesium sulfate, but it, it's very recommended for um, muscle um, and joint pain. And Regina, you know, you always recommend salt baths. And uh, the, the, um, could you just go through the, the benefits of uh, salt baths? Yes, um, um, we highly recommend the rock salt for your baths. Um, it's, um, it's a way to enhance and relax. Um, it also provides uh, several health benefits for people with muscle pain and stiffness, as I said, um, stiff and painful joints, arthritis, um, circulation problems, headaches, anxiety, and stress also. Skin conditions such as eczema, dry and itchy skin too. 
And do you know what? The the salt therapy when I go in, now everybody knows your salt therapy. Can you tell us about the the, the salt ther the salt therapy, the salt in the rooms? Because they're lovely. They're a lovely colour of pink. Um, that's what we have on the floor. It's Himalayan salt, and then on the walls we have our favourite um, black rock salt. Um, it's a, it's a dry salt aerosol. You just basically sit back and inhale the dry salt aerosol. We pumped in medicinal grade um, salt. And that will um, enhance and boost your immunity system, will help you lose any retained mucus that might be in your lungs. Um, as we always mention, people that are suffering with um, asthma, um, different allergies, like of hay fever, sinusitis, also they get great relief um, by opening up their, their airways and they'll be able to, to breathe freely. And it's so, it's so because I've gone in there many times, it's just so relaxing to go in there. And when I go in there, I don't need my inhaler. When I go into you in the salt therapy rooms, I don't, no, I don't, don't rely you won't on be, Yes, you don't rely as much on, on the medication with the help of salt therapy. And Dina, like your salt, you brought all your salt uh, over in your salt rooms from um, Romania. That's, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, that's right. Travels down from... Um, Pride uh, salt mine down in Romania. And the salt mines are so popular in Romania. I wish we had them here in Kilkenny. I know. Wouldn't that, that be great? But <laughs> we, we, we replicate the microclimate, especially for for this, um, because personally, myself and all miss the benefits uh, greatly uh, from uh, from being a children and visiting the salt mines and uh, reaping all the benefits. But you brought it. You, it's like uh, if you can't take uh, take the uh, bring Muhammad to the mountain, you take the mountain to Muhammad. And you exactly. brought <laughs> you brought the salt therapy to us here in Kilkenny. And you know you are changing. If you think about it, you are really enhancing and changing the way we think about our respiratory health through the salt therapy in, in the Dublin Road. It's the most important thing we can look to look after our respiratory health, and it's a, a salt therapy. It's such a natural way to detox our lungs, even just from pollution that we inhale every single day, um, it's, it's a great thing that you can do for yourself. And Adina, you are still able to operate even with the restrictions, so you won't be closing um, due to the COVID uh, level 5 restrictions. You can still operate after yes. Christmas. Yes, we will be um, staying um, open through the new level 5 uh, lockdown. We'll offer only private uh, sessions. Uh, so people can book their session online um, at kilkennysalttherapy.ie or just give us a call. We'll, we'll take the call and make the booking um, for them. Um, and we Next week will be open to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then uh, from 10 to 5, and then normal hours from Monday the 4th of January. You're not taking any time off after Christmas then, Adina? No, we'll be here to, to help uh, people that struggle with their respiratory health to, to, to improve their condition. That is really dedication to us all here in Kilkenny, um, Adina. Thank you. <laughs> so, Adina, you know, um, the salt therapy, so can you just remind uh, the listeners out there who are thinking, okay, I've got a week off over Christmas, I can actually look after my respiratory health, uh, I can phone the Kilkenny Salt Therapy. How can we get in touch with you over Christmas? Is it through the your website, Facebook, yes. or how? Yes, um, our um, Facebook page, Kilkenny Salt Therapy, that's IE. We have Instagram handle is uh, around Kilkenny Salt. Um, we are active on all our social media. Um, then uh, they can contact us at 087 356 
and we'll answer the call. Well, Adina from Kilkenny Salt Therapy, I'm delighted that you will still be able to operate with the level five restrictions after Christmas, and I'm certainly going to come down and uh, avail of your uh, your salt therapy rooms to actually help my respiratory system and my asthma. Thank you. We'd like to take this opportunity to um, thank you all for having us on the show and also special thanks to our customers for supporting us during this difficult year and to wish to each and every one of you a wonderful Christmas, stay safe and uh, healthy. And Adina, we here at Community Radio Kilkenny City would like to thank you, the Kilkenny Salt Therapy, for sponsoring the Woman to Woman Show. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Well, have a happy Christmas, Adina, and I will certainly talk to you next week. Many happy Take care. Take care and God bless. That's all we have time for this week, folks. But do stay safe, stay well, and have a merry, merry, happy Christmas. And uh, from all of us here at Community Radio and the Woman to Woman Show, have a lovely, lovely Christmas. And I'll see you in the new year. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.